Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me, Hamish. Yeah, it's, oh, absolutely, it's, uh, man. Anytime. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, here at West Underground, you guys have got a pretty awesome setup. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, so tell us about yourself. Who is Aaron? Like, what? Do, where did you come from? How did you be? How, and how did you come to be the person you are now? Um, it's it's quite an interesting story. It all started with a vacation, actually, vacation. to the Philippines. Um, so back in 2012, I headed out to the Philippines. Um, a friend of mine invited me along. And before I knew it, I was actually popping up in news headlines. Yeah, right. So what, what, what? What made you go to the Philippines? You know, how did you how did you meet this? How did you meet the person that talked you into going there? And uh, and then what made you commit to that journey? I suppose to go there in the first place. Um, so believe it or not, like I'm 27 now. I um, straight out of high school, I joined the navy, and um, a good mate of mine was uh, from the Philippines, and he was like, "You could totally become famous in the Philippines," and you know. I didn't think that he was being serious, but I thought that there might be some truth there. So I, you know, I called I called the bluff, and he wasn't lying. And uh, when I was in the Philippines, I got a lot of media exposure just on vacation, and I decided this is something worth exploring. Yeah, right. So how did you get media exposure on just the vacation itself? Um, well, you know, like TV shows like X Factor, uh, Australia's Got Talent. Um, live audience kind of shows. I just went to one of these live shows and they spotted me and asked me if I wanted to come out the front. They just basically just banded with me, asked me yeah, a few right. questions here and they asked me to say a few pickup lines. Um, and all of a sudden I was getting bits and pieces of exposure and um, I was just really ballsy one day and decided to ask one of the script writers yeah. of one of the shows to give my number to one of the female hosts. Yeah. Just put it out there and then out of the blue, I got a text back when I was like in some random spot in the Philippines saying, would you want to go and catch a movie? And that's when I realized there's something about the Philippines that is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so when you, when you made this move, did you, uh, did you, did you expect anything from it or were you, uh, were you kind of, uh, were you, were you kind of expecting anything from when you went on the shows or were you kind of, uh, you know, just just trying to you know, see if your friend is, is laughing? Um, I mean, I'm a fairly well-traveled guy. I've been yeah. to around 29 countries, um, wow. born and raised here in Australia. And I've always been into culture. Um, and I think for a lot of, if you're an Aussie watching this, like traveling to Asia is almost a rite of passage. A lot of yeah. schoolies go out to Bali and they go up to you know, um, Fiji, Southeast Asia, essentially. I went to the Philippines just looking to see what it would offer and um, was pleasantly surprised. So that took me on a journey that eventually led into music, yeah. I'd say. So um, I, I, did, I did the vacation for three months in Southeast Asia, traveled a bit around, came back to Australia, did a uni degree, but I was always planning to go back and, and try to make a career in the show business industry in general. Yeah. So um, three months in, this is shooting ahead to 2015, Yeah. I found myself standing on a live television set. Oh, wow. Singing a romantic love song, yeah. not in English, but in Tagalog. So how did you how did you learn Tagalog then? 
Was it just your experiences and the time that you spent in the Philippines that you're able to develop the language? Or did you have a language teacher or? I think like when when everyone travels, you know, it's it's just it just starts really innocently. It's like, how yeah. do you say hello? How do you say thank you? How do you ask where the bathroom is? So like, magandang um, gabi, magandang umaga, good evening, good morning, kamusta, how are you? And um, then all of a sudden I got thrown in the deep end and I was like, they were like this TV set was asking me, can you sing? And I was like, yeah, I can kind of sing. Like I had a bit of background um, being raised in the church and having chances to perform at an early age. Yeah. Um, you know, I was doing duets with my mum, like the prayer in Italian and um, learning how to sing happy birthday in Chinese. So by the time that they were giving me a YouTube stock standard audition where I was reading the lyrics in Tagalog to this tune, I had at least enough of a natural ability to go with it, but it was still very like, you know, early days, but they thought I had enough potential and they put me on air. And uh, it was it was a live competition called um, You're My Foranoi on Eat Bulaga. So like shout out to all the Filipinos that may be watching and listening in right now. I am now in Australia, but uh, it's, it's great. It's great to be here talking a little bit more about my story and yeah, uh, we've, we've got time to do that now because the earth's kind of stopped with yeah. everything that's happened with COVID-19 and coronavirus so exciting times and thanks for having me on the show once again yeah no worries man absolutely anytime man yeah man so specifically like uh with with your time in the Philippines um how long did it take you then to advance in the in the in the music scene and, and how did your contest kind of go so um as I was saying, it's it was a contest that looked for foreigners because I mean I'm Aussie. Yeah. I don't actually have any Filipino background, contrary to popular belief. Um, so they looked for foreigners that could either sing or dance in Tagalog or Filipino, and yeah. um, there was a daily round, yeah. which I was up against a Nigerian guy that wow. we drew. So then we progressed to the weekly round, yeah. and then there was six of us. There was a Nigerian, myself an Aussie. There was a, um, there was a French guy. There was someone from Brazil. Um, and amongst all of us, I managed to win that weekly round. So by this point, I'd posted a selfie on Facebook yep. and Instagram and people are tweeting, watching on TV, like, like hashtag Aaron, hashtag Guapo, yep. which means like, I don't know, it means like handsome dude. And it just, caught fire online and um Can that really built up that built up kind of a name for myself unexpectedly and yeah. all of a sudden i was thrown in the deep end of celebrity culture in the philippines it was wow. it was crazy TV show. so can you like, so tell us all about this tv show man and uh you know tell us a little bit more about it and also tell us about the viewership especially in the philippines like is it how important it is so the show is called eat bulaga it's a noontime variety show and when they were doing my segment called You're My Foreignoi, Artisti in Talaga, we were getting half the nation tuning in at its peak. So this is 50 million people, give or take, all tuning in in their TVs, TV sets around the provincial Philippines yeah. and across, you know, 100 million people in the nation, half of them tuning in, watching yeah. me sing this one romantic ballad. And I mean, thank goodness they loved it because oh, absolutely, uh, all right? of a sudden I'm in the grand finals <laughs> yeah, yeah. again with that exposure. It was, it was a day before Money Pacquiao yeah. versus Mayweather yeah. in uh, you know Labor Day there, 2nd of May 2015, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I'd only been there three months and then, you know, 
got a little bit of a name for myself because the Philippines is the social media capital of the world. Yeah. Um, that then led to um, joining a boy band for six months, getting a lot of modeling deals, endorsements, acting spots, uh, brushing shoulders with the who's who in celebrity culture, and you know even getting in front of large audiences at live events and, yeah, wow. and even hosting. So it was just the ultimate like learning experience of threw me in the deep end. And, you know, I was always trying to find opportunities like that in like Australia, but maybe, you know, I just, I just realized that when I went to the Philippines, the seas parted, so to speak. And, and there we are going to the, the promised land of entertainment. Yeah. Wow, man. That's, that's, that's crazy. So what yeah. was then like your life when you were, I suppose, thrown in the deep end, what was it like to be, you know, then living, I suppose, in celebrity culture? What did that feel like? Like no one can really prepare you for going through that, um, you know, rise to, to minor fame. I mean, there's still way bigger celebrities than me. If I had to really, you know, class, I'd say maybe I'd be like a minor C-class celebrity in the Philippines. Yeah. You know, I don't want any, anyone thinking like I'm the who's who or whatever, but I was getting to be in that scene. Yeah. So um, what prepared me was just having an open mind, having a... Uh, can-do attitude and yeah. just hustling and grinding and taking names and numbers and networking organically and seeing where that would go. I mean, yeah. be courteous, have good manners, don't burn bridges and adapt to the culture. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a certain way of living life and you're in a foreign country, like have the respect to adapt to their ways, yeah. like learn a little bit of the language, um, that kind of, you know, adaptation was key for me yeah i'd say and and living in australia being surrounded by a very multicultural community um helped ground me and helped me probably take advantage of right place right time moments yeah. so yeah for anyone out there thinking of trying to make a name for themselves be open-minded be adaptive um know your strengths and, and run with it yeah absolutely um so what for you for this is an unbelievable story so for you Thanks, like man. uh what what is probably the, the the pinnacle moment for you? What was the most exciting moment of this whole you know kind of experience of you rising to fame in you know Southeast Asia? What was what was something that you hold on to and you you really you know put in your heart as the uh, the your key experience or you know or something that is just you know really personal? So um, there was no greater feeling for me than walking into. Um, it was, it was City of Dreams. It's like yeah. a big casino in uh, Manila after I just won the weekly going into the grand finals with my co-competitors and we, you know, walked into the nightclub and it was just so satisfying to just properly celebrate on the same night that I'd won the Yoramai Foronoi Visayas title, yeah. knowing that in, you know, six weeks time, you'd be versing with all the other winners of the weekly and, you know, who knows where that's going to go. So that was um, one heck of a night and to do it with uh, my co-competitors and by then mates, it was yeah. it was so satisfying. And you just, that feeling like you were on the precipice of, you know, experiencing making a name for yourself. Because yeah. like when I, was, when I was there for a vacation, like a few years earlier, People were like calling me um, 
kind of names into garlic saying oh he's probably just like using this chick for her fame and all that but it was never about that we were kind of just friends people were saying oh they're dating yeah. where's this gonna go so i already had a bit of a of a splash in um the, the paparazzi of the philippines <laughs> like finally people can see that i'm not just um a suitor of yeah, a celebrity yeah. <laughs> but actually a guy with some talent yeah, yeah. Oh, wow and uh I suppose, I suppose, what would you tell, you know, somebody who's an aspiring musician, um, you know, nationally in Australia or even internationally, what advice could you give them to kind of, you know, uh, you know, to propel them in their career? Um, so there are so many opportunities in Australia specifically for me, I'd say like, don't give up and how good are you at identifying opportunities? So you've got like, what does the landscape look like? How do you get your name out there? Now with social media, you can be starting YouTube channels, Instagram profiles, you can be streaming on Spotify and SoundCloud, all of this before you didn't have the ability to, to upload and broadcast quite cheaply as well, mm -hmm. where the market decides what they like. Yeah. Before, when you look at like traditional Hollywood, the big you know, businesses had control of it. Yeah, 100%. But now it's became so much diluted and you know, humans are, you know, they've got good EQ, they're intuitive, they know what they like. Um, like, look at the Joe Rogan podcast, for Absolutely. example. It's got huge numbers of streaming and he's just there in his, in his room, just, you know, interviewing other people. That's one of the reasons why I actually agreed to come on your show because I see the, um, the potential and, I mean, what you've done with the studio is just absolutely top notch. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. I really, really, really appreciate it. So, like, get out there and do that sort of thing. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, and uh, what about what about for people that are you know interested in in just being creative, um, and also like uh, and also like hosting, you know, for you you've had way more experience. This guy has had you know ten times the experience I've ever you know I've had. This is my second interview, and I just want to say, what would you give to me as a host? You know, what what piece of advice would you give to me? Well, I mean, it's very humbling of you you to say that, and you know, you you you're already doing so much better than many. Um, for one, the hardest part is starting and putting yourself out there. So congrats, Hamish, on that. Oh, thanks, um, just to give you a bit of background, I was hosting a lot of um, weddings, debuts when a girl turns 18, corporate events. I was uh, nearly cast in uh, Monster Radio in the Philippines. And I was also a grand finalist in the uh, MTV VJ hunt in 2016. So like that whole MTV peg where you're like introducing new music acts and all that sort of thing. What I realized is the power of conversation. If you can just, you know, forget about your inhibitions and just be present with someone uh, and have a good conversation, who knows where that's gonna lead, you know? It's kind of a shame sometimes now, people applying for jobs using the algorithms online and stuff, but how many of them are actually getting to have real conversations with people that make the decisions? It's just constantly hustling, figuring out, you know, the who's who and, Re remaining true to yourself, Absolutely. I would say. Um, at the bus stop, have a chat with a stranger. It starts yeah. with that. Like, why are you scared to talk to strangers? A lot of us have to go through those, you know, um, motions. Um, and there's, for example, like to give a plug, there's uh, a good TED talk by this uh, lady called Kalina Silverman. And she does this thing called Big Talk. Like a lot of us just asking small questions like, hey, where are you from? Yeah. How's it going? What about, what do you wanna do before you die? What about, when did you realize you were beautiful? At what age? What about questions like, um, 
how many kids do you want to have and why? You know, like these deeper questions go go into it. That's why I love the fact the podcast industry is booming and you guys are part of that now because we crave more. We crave more than, oh, what time is it and who's coming over and what drinks are going to... Like we want more than that. The rest of it will take care of itself. So in terms of any aspiring hosts out there, don't be afraid to ask the tricky questions. Don't be afraid to make a fool of yourself, make mistakes, try learning a different language. Just get out there. A lot of of, uh, my success I think was probably because I was so naive in learning another language and going out there and asking people, where's the bathroom? Where's the mall? Um, Like, tell me about your family in Tagalog and people could kind of feel that innocence about it. And when you meet someone in Australia that has, you know, questionable English, like it's easy to try, you know, to make a racist remark or like just ignore them, but actually try to engage with them because it's a lot harder than what it might, what it may seem. So, Aaron, did you say you dated a model? Um, I have dated a model or two, but I think the more interesting story is when I dated a chick that won Big Brother so, uh, in the Philippines. <laughs> so, what was your experience like on Big Brother? I and, mean, uh, I wasn't. Was I mean, I'm glad that I wasn't on Big Brother. I mean, they speak Tagalog and all that, and I don't know if I'd be in my bounds. But I know Sonia Krug is going to be hosting Big Brother soon in Australia. Oh, wow. I mean, I I don't know if I got round to the audition round, but you know, there's always twists and turns in that's, Big Brother. That's certainly true. Um, and you know, it was well and truly an interesting experience when people, you know, are like, "Oh, who's this Australian super dating <laughs> this Big Brother celebrity winner?" And she uh, won't reveal names. She started with an M. Um, you know, for all the listeners out there, quite a big name. You know, she's married with kids now and all that. So, you know, I'm in the clear. Um, <laughs> but she was in a big love love team. So the Philippines laps up rom-com and relationships. And so um, I'll just say their first names. Melai and Jason Malasson mm-hmm. was their love team name. And they were on break when I was there on vacation. And we kind of got into a you know, a bit of a paparazzi oh, war. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jason may or may not have revealed, you know, hate tweets and stuff online about me. And the Filipino community was like, is this legit? Is it not? And I was just like, I'm kind of staying out of this, but at the same time, we're having a good time, just hanging out, <laughs> kicking the can, yeah, yeah, going yeah, from right. one place to the other. So yeah, interesting times. Oh, I could imagine, man. And another question I had to ask you is, uh, what was your modeling experience like in the Philippines? Um, so modeling was something that kept me going in between music gigs and hosting gigs and acting gigs, a lot of catwalk, um, quite a few photo shoots, print, um, a couple of commercials as well. Um, it taught me that one, men can enjoy a little bit of makeup, I guess. Like I had a lot more makeup put on my face than I thought was ever possible. So that was getting used to just like sitting still yeah, yeah, yeah. in a chair with them doing, you know, all this Hold that stuff. idea. Hold that idea, yeah. Aaron. Uh, boys out there, do you hear that? You can uh, enjoy a little bit of makeup. So uh, why not? <laughs> Cheers to um, the modeling industry. Um, and now that I'm back in Australia, I'd love to give it a crack here too. So any modeling agencies out there, I'm actually doing a bit of stuff, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe you can have some models on the show. Absolutely. Day. Well, we'd be, we'd be very open to it. Maybe that'll be something, you know, we'll get some TikTokers on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, once That's... the social distancing rules clear up yeah, a little we bit. We have to make sure they clear up, especially. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, anything's possible, my friend. Anything's possible. That is certainly true. And uh, what was your, I remember you saying before also. That I think you do a- well in the modeling issue. Like you've got the long hair, you've kind of got that, you know, the peg token long haired dude in the boy band, a bit of Harry Styles vibe. Like, I mean, we could, we could totally, you know, work something out for you. Yeah, but I can't sing West and I can't dance. <laughs> no, that, mate, we're talking about pictures and commercials oh, and stuff Oh, maybe, like maybe, maybe. You have Could to be a the, foot uh, in the door to a future modeling yeah, career, mate. Let's hope so. It'd be an interesting one. You heard it here first. And uh, I, I just keep, it keeps playing on my mind. I remember you were saying something about being in a boy band. Tell me what that experience was like. That would have been interesting. Mate, we had a pretty cheesy name. I mean, Filipinos love it cheesy. Uh, we were called Four Noise. Four. Ooh. So four, N-O-I-Z, and we basically just ripped off um, a huge marketing craze yeah, in the right. Philippines between a love team called Aldub, this guy called Alan Richards and Main Mendoza, and they just got so many endorsement deals. And we wrote a parody about their love story. And um, we got dressed up in different outfits. We went out to Provincial Mountain Place and shot this film, and it got picked up by a big... Um, big news company and did the rounds and all of a sudden we're touring around in high schools in provincial Philippines, um, spreading love with a humorous, with a humorous twang to it. Yeah, right. Well, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Six months down the road, you know, being in a boy band can be tricky, the group dynamics and all that, but I'm glad I had the experience and, um, the rest is history. Mm. You You heard it here first, guys. And, uh, so thank you for coming on. Thanks for having a guy that, you know, dabbled in fame in Southeast Asia on West Underground. Absolutely. You heard it here first, guys. West Underground, check it out. Check out uh, uh, Aaron's Aaron's appeal for the Red Shield in the link below. And uh, thank you very much for coming on. And Thanks, Hamish. No worries. And uh, guys, that's, uh, that's a wrap.